0: What's up, everybody? It's Tommy. This is Fighting Words. You know the drill at this point. We're 37 episodes deep. And that's how you hear me talk. Start your podcast, but this time I'm not alone. Let's give them all the I'm kisses. Buddy, you know Anthony. what I'm saying? That's what the UFC fighters say. That's their slogan: Kiss them hard and kiss them long. That's no they. That's the UFC no one says that. slogan: Kiss kiss them hard or kiss them long while they're on the ground consensually. Well, all right. (laughs) And this has been episode. The last time there was a lot of (laughs) a lot of uh chaos energy coming from me, and I feel like I gotta double down even more this time. I mean, would it necessarily be you if you didn't double down on the chaos? So what is going on? I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy that Fighting Words is back stronger than ever. And uh all that, you know, that time you took off, you you made it even better and I'm just happy to see you back talking about fighting because I know how much it is near and dear to you. It's it's right up there with what Gundam and Yu Gi Oh. I mean, I I would would put put it. it Would you put it above Yu Gi Oh? I I would put. I I would probably put it at like the same level as Yu Gi Oh and video games. uh, After let's just say a hypothetical Conor McGregor. Beats Dustin Poirier, and then he throws down. A, and and then and then, as Dustin a- Poirier a- is a- on the ground unconscious, Conor McGregor puts on a, a duel, a duelist theme, and he pulls out a card. And he goes, "And I play Pot of Greed," and puts it right down right next to Dustin Poirier's lifeless body. <laughs> I'll blow my load. Like <laughs> there's no denying that at that point, but. Oh man, we're already off of the Reed. rails, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just jump yeah. into the fights that happened Saturday. It was a huge night of fights. I know uh Anthony, I told you to watch the main event because it was I got wild, a couple man. of the rounds and watched the highlights. Uh, uh there was there was a bold claim yeah. made by Max Holloway that I don't necessarily agree with. Now I don't not I don't disagree with it, but I'm somewhere in the middle, but we'll get to that. But uh uh-huh. yeah, what was it? Uh the yeah. the one kick wonder got beat. Who would have thought that kick was all luck? Well, all right, so we're gonna start with that. Joaquin Buckley. Uh Joaquin Buckley versus yeah. Alessio de Crisio. I told everyone coming into this fight, I was like, Joaquin Buckley, like, don't expect another highlight reel knockout. God damn it if we can get another (laughs) highlight reel knockout, but on the wrong end. (laughs) Like, holy shit. Everyone, including myself, kind of wrote off uh, DiCerico. Like, he was on a three-fight losing streak, Joaquin Buckley was the newest hype train, and he was like, oh, fuck around and find out. And just, Joaquin Buckley went to, like, duck a little bit to kind of I Guess go for the body, and he was like, Boom, head kick, you're flatlined, yeah. In the first round, that I so lost that, my that mind. That famous kick walking Buckley, you know, had reminded me a lot of uh Anthony Pettis doing that knockout off the cage, yeah. And it's kind of like one of those things where it's kick. awesome, it's cool, yeah, but you know, sometimes. Sometimes luck actually I mean, it's plays a factor again. but walking Joaquin Buckley's uh golden kick was 100% luck. It was a it was an amazing feat of athleticism and strength, no doubt. It was like when uh what's his face got the knockout uh uh from the ground he held the guys he held the guys arms with his legs. Yeah, with, oh, those, Hallow, with those when wild he knocked out wild Upside down hammer fist. It's like oh that. It's like God, it's, it's that kind of knockout. But then their next fight, you know, there's all this hype because they just had this hype knockout, and sometimes it just doesn't go the way they, you know, that. I think they booked Kevin Holland. for I their hope next so because that guy's had. I think he's what his. Last, he's won his last two fights, right?
1: That was uh, he's one was of on the nasty, street, and,
0: and he didn't but... just knock him out. He knocked that dude out. The. And he go. He went limp oh my God, so dude. fast, and it was like one of the most disgusting, like limp-bodied moments I've ever seen in like UFC history. <laughs> it, yeah, he, It's he, brutal. He, like he did that to Jacare Souza on the ground. Jacare Souza woke up and was like, "Hey, man, th- my my grandma was here, right?" They're like, "Jacare, your grandma's been dead for fifteen years." <laughs> And he did that all <laughs> while talking shit oh, to Jacare in Anyways, that fight. Like, you disrespected yeah, that knockout That knockout was a was a, was a but, feat of pure disrespect on its own. I mean, that's true. But en- enough about that one. Yes. I could geek out about that fight for hours. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, nothing really other than Joaquin Buckley ended up mm-hmm. on the wrong side of a highlight knockout there. So, the next fight, Santiago Ponzanibio versus... Li Jing Lang. Everyone who thought I was crazy for predicting Li Jing Lang to win this. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Shorts. just based off looks, uh eat my Santiago was it Ponzini Bio. Ponzina Ponzini Bio. Uh, totally looked like he was just gonna <laughs> riggedy wreck shop, you know what I'm saying? And then see something Sant- Santiago, he's Jean Leng came in and said uh, that's cute. Hold, hold my uh, Sapiro. But ring rust is real, man. Like, Santiago hadn't fought in, I believe, over two years, and his last fight was against Gunnar Nelson, who had a yep. – it was a very controversial fight to begin with. But he, he beat Gunner. Gunner's phenomenal on the ground. Like, all the credit to Santiago on that one. And then Lee was like, oh – Really? I'm going to just piece you up and then left hook out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, I watched that highlight. Flat line. Like, it's bad. Like, I I thought that uh Li Jingliang was going to win. I definitely, I said that on the podcast. Because it he record. was the younger, fresh fighter? That's fine. Oh, no, okay, gotcha. because he's active. He's coming off he was coming off of a loss to Neil Magny, Sure. Nothing to hang your like hang your head about. Neil Magny is a beast. But I did not expect a knockout, especially in the first round. If you had told me that there was gonna be a first round knockout in that, I would have been like, oh, Santiago murked him. Nope. Not today. (laughs) But then the other two fights that I want to talk about are the co-main and the main event. Carlos Condit versus Matt Brown. So before mm-hmm. I jump into breaking that down, Matt Brown, when that fight went to and I'm you're never gonna hear yeah, this, Matt Brown, but I'm it. speaking directly to you. When that fight was called, and even though it was 3027, and your face <laughs> looked like you got robbed, I think you know that's so, fine. So I I watched the uh the after game. <laughs> You know the after fight press conference, and uh, yeah, he definitely. I think he thought that, he yeah. won at least one round, and didn't and, and didn't get beat as bad as he round. did. But like like Conduit <laughs> said, Conduit's like, I mean, if they were gonna give him a round, they would have given the first round. He said, you know, I was on my back most of that round. He's like, but I got up, and I feel like I did enough damage to to you know justify winning that round. But yeah, when you watch the the, the highlight of them announcing who won, they both they okay they both looked really confused. Like mm-hmm. Condit knew he won that fight. Period. Everyone knew Condit won that fight. <laughs> except for Matt, Matt Brown. Br- <laughs> like, oh my god. Matt Brown, how do you get beat for 10 minutes straight? And like I said, I'll give you the first round. I'll agree mm-hmm. it should have been a 29-28. Yeah. But that's rounds two and three. You have 10 minutes of ass whooping. And you think you got a win there? Like you said, nobody was surprised about that outcome as Matt Brown was. No. And you see Condit like not really celebrating, but kind of like, Oh, Hey, good job. Like going to the other guy, going to Matt Brown's coaches and all that. And Matt Brown just looks pissed and walks off. And I'm like, well, what are the, are so, like, one of the how you gonna be mad? the craziest parts too is like this is basically what veteran versus veteran, and it seems like like I feel like Conduit and Brown, the yeah. only fights they've really been getting lately are like veteran versus veteran type fights, like like when Matt Brown straight up crumpled Diego Sanchez. It's like Diego Sanchez had absolutely no business oh being in God. being in the octagon with Matt Brown, and Matt Brown looked at Dana White and said, "Hey, I'm sending your boy to Jesus. Take the wheel, douche. You know what I'm saying?" <laughs> yeah Diego Sanchez man that's a but I feel like oh my god that's a whole other condo and brown it's a great fight yeah (laughs) and I I think obviously the fans were pleased with it but at the same time it's like I kind of want to see these guys go against some some prospects but I also see why they keep getting put up against veteran fighters I think the UFC respects both those guys enough to not want to make them what is it a journeyman or like you know uh, basically a yeah, they don't want to make him a gatekeeper, but a gatekeeper. at the same time, it's like they're both veteran fighters. They're both pretty decorated, you know, UFC fighters. So give them something a little more than, like, give them a a a, a you know someone ranked them between ten and fifteen, as opposed to keep making them fight other veteran fighters. It's, yeah, it's cool. These cool legacy fights – not legacy fights. We but can, these cool like like almost like all star fight. Yeah, they're cool. They're awesome, fights. but at the same time, like let's maybe throw some fresh talent at them and see how they do. Cause if they can't beat, if those uppercomers can't beat Matt Brown on Conduit, then they definitely ain't going to be able to beat anybody out of that top 10. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Like, cause we got the whole matchmaking to go on with that, but let's talk about how that went down real quick. Like I said, uh, Conduit and Brown kind of started the feeling out process. They're a little bit yeah. older. It's a little bit slower. Takedown happens. Matt Brown does spend most of the first round on the top. Condit does reverse it and deals damage, and I see why Condit got round one, one hundred percent through that. He ended the fight, well, the round in a dominant position, and like, come on, guys, it's MMA judging. It no, no, no it's no. Not, not rocket the science. They're not even MMA fighters, they're or like, or oh. you know, yeah. No, they might as well be golf judges yeah so the second round comes up and Condit's like oh you want to go to the ground <laughs> no you don't I'm gonna take you down oh, I and i am gonna go to the ground and there now you don't. crucifix everything he's like I'm I'm gonna just throw everything at you and I'm gonna keep going and there's arguments in that, that Mm -hmm. that could have been a ten eight round. Like I wouldn't have given Matt Brown a single dominant moment in round two. Then round three comes Mm -hmm. around. It's a lot more of the same. They're getting the takedowns. Uh, Matt Brown's trying for a takedown and Condit is just like, like I said, eh, that's that's the plus (laughs) of having these, you know, crafty vets that have basically seen it all fight each other is, 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 You're going to really see what these guys are good at and what they're bad at, but there's not a whole lot that they're bad at regardless, you know? And Matt Brown was exhausted. There was a moment in the third round that was really, really cool to me that happened with the takedowns that I think it was Matt Brown was trying to take Condit down. No, it was the other way around. Condit was taking Matt Brown down, and they just rolled almost in like a little uh, somersault where they were almost attached to each other. And Matt Brown ended up on top. And I'm like, that was really cool. You definitely don't want Matt Brown on top, because that dude is da, da 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 dangerous I mean, you don't want either one of them Speak on top. Speak for yourself, sir. But Condit had... <laughs> fair. <laughs> yeah. Condit had way more answers yeah. for even defending... Oh, yeah, 100%. ...than Matt Brown could have. Like... I told everyone going in, it's the natural born killer well, versus Well, I don't like think Matt Brown's immortal, ever been this like reasons. super all around fighter. I feel like Matt Brown's always been about chaos and violence. Yeah, Matt yeah, Brown maybe. gets by on his heart. <laughs> That's Matt, how Matt, yeah, when Matt, Matt Brown, Brown gonna Matt, to Matt Brown, Brown, Brown works, it works flawless. People, when Matt Brown, gonna Matt Brown doesn't work, well, it doesn't work. <laughs> you know? No, you either get knocked the hell out, or you end up super tired. <laughs> and you end up in the Carlos you end up Condit in fight, dragged out <laughs> fight where you getting pieced up. Yeah. So there's that. Like it it didn't do much for the UFC, but I mean, I guess it was cool to see because I'm a Condit fan. Yeah, I, I like watching Carlos Condit, and. No, not at all. i don't think both of these guys shit. are necessarily boring Here. fighters and i think that was 100 like a fight. like you said it was a uh, not a legacy fight but kind of a all yeah like a legends all-star matchup legends fight. like if you could have two guys fight who would you want and so yeah. oh, i think a lot of people would choose those two guys to fight each other but at the same time it's kind of like okay exactly. well it was a great fight it was awesome but <laughs> like how does this help any of them and I appreciate the UFC on like stuff like that because they kind of avoid yeah. those fights for the most part. But then when they make sense, they're like, let's do it. Well, yeah, but and do you, they end up like this. We've also got guys like Conduit it's and just Brown fun who, to watch. who have been in the UFC forever. And I'm sure if they're asked like, hey, listen, like we got to fill a spot. We're not really sure what to do. Like you want to put you and Conduit in or, you know, vice versa. Like, what do you guys think? Will you help us out? And I think th- those guys, even in the past, have helped out the UFC. Kind of like Cowboy Cerrone, you know, like like just give us a fight. Those both those guys do sure. seem like guys that would take a fight on a week's notice. But I feel like if the if this was a fight where the UFC just said we're not really sure what to put in, we want to put you guys. What do you think? I feel like those two guys would be like, yeah, let's do it. Like let's do it. Why not? Well, these guys have been booked to fight uh-huh. twice before, and it had fallen out. And Condit yeah, was like yeah, chopping at the bits for but it. But how so. much more amazing would I'm this glad it had finally have been happened. Like, when they were younger? Like like yeah, five years ago yeah. when it was supposed like, to happen the How much time? better would that, uh, that be? That fight would have been about yes. title contention five years ago. That is pretty crazy. How but crazy I mean, is that to think what, about? What? Mixed martial arts is definitely one of those. I mean it's one of those sports that even in a year the whole game changes. Like remember when nobody was doing leg kicks and and oh, for, for sure. like two years it was all everybody was doing because yeah. they saw what McGregor did to, to Diaz and they've saw what how just how powerful a leg kick can be. What and almost what there's been a couple of guys who almost oh, sure. knocked out people off of leg kicks. Like a like I'm done because of these leg kicks. Now, granted, has that ever happened, Tommy? Okay, well, uh, I've never seen the yeah. leg kick knockout. I, I believe you. I'm not saying I don't believe you, but I, I have seen like close ones where like the dude, like you see him go to try to step back in that leg and then he hobbles and the other guy's like, yeah, I'm going to knock you out now because you can't, you can't stand. I mean, the most famous leg kick knockout Actually, comes from the other way around. Someone throwing. A oh leg my god! <laughs> a leg at Anderson's yeah, leg. yeah, one hundred percent. Or I think I think Uriah Faber had one of the that, one, one of the good ones too. Not him doing it, but it was done to him. I think he talked about how he couldn't walk on that lake for like. Yeah, the shit out of lake. his legs. No, uh, but let's jump into the main event because oh my god, it was good. Now before we talk about this internet slow yeah. your roll on fight of the year it's, <laughs> it's one, the first fight that's like what you wear when, when a really good movie comes out in january february and they're like oscar winner right here it's like it's fucking january right and i will say this was pro this is up there for performance of the year because max holloway beat oh my god it's like everybody of cater <laughs> everybody that i that i'd seen and it seems a good chunk of people had had written off max holloway like like oh, they forgot shit. his last two losses were for a title he didn't lose to some joe Schmo or some dude like in, you know in, in ranked 5 through 10 he lost to the first off the number one contender then he loses again to the champion so he's not in a rematch yeah, I'm agree with that you on most that people one. thought he actually won, won. the judges really screwed him on that for sure but like to be fight of the year i tweeted this out it's got to be like a back and forth or it's got to be a close fight max holloway treated cater like a punching bag cater came in this fight with all the Mm -hmm. hype of oh i'm a better boxer on this he was like i'm like the senior at the table holloway's the yeah Holloway didn't like that we saw what happened with that Holloway literally was like, oh, I'm the freshman that's going to steal your girl. <laughs> I'm gonna and take he your beat girl. the and shit your out your mom! Of there was not a single moment of that fight that Cater was in a single, like, good position. From the start, Max Holloway was like, okay, cool. I'm going to come forward, and I'm going to push, and I'm going to punch and he wasn't just hitting, like, ones and twos. It was, like, well, the four first or five round, shot combination uh, Late kicks. Or and that, that first one looked oh like it hurt. I, well, that I scent, think that, that I, obviously Cater it's flying. the first round. So I think it had that been third round or, or further, and he would have landed that kick, Cater would have been done. But I think because it was – If that was – if you swap that body kick with the head kick from the second round, yeah, but I that, think we that body a, kick in the first round was vicious. And then he, he got him again with it. I, I would, I would argue oh, he yeah. didn't get him. It was more of a glancing blow, but he's, yeah, but he still hit it. It was a he lot less that clean, that same but he body shot twice. And that first one looked like it, it looked like it hurt Cater. Yeah. But like I said, round, it was like what middle round one Cater's still fresh. He's able to, you know, walk it off until, you know, he can rest up a little bit and kind of get over it. Yep. Like, that, and that was the big thing. Holloway did not give Peter a moment to Rex. He was like, oh, we go in and we're just going to keep going. He's Everyone's like, oh, Holloway's a slow starter. Holloway's a slow starter. Well, no, he's not. (laughs) It's he just picked the best up part is not only better. on top of you know Cater saying he was a better boxer like holloway especially after losing two fights he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's ready to prove something and it just so happened he proved it on cater like cater yeah. happened to be that that unlucky you know lamb to the slaughter basically Oh, for sure, because, I mean, we're getting through this fight, and I mean, guys, there's moments in that fight where that fight could have been yeah. stopped, and no one would have been angry. Like, the entire fourth round. Dana White even said, in the post-fight press conference, he walked up to Cater's corner and was like, guys, what are you doing? This fight, like, come on. He's not doing anything. He's just getting hurt. Like, we had essentially five rounds of a pure boxing beatdown. even after cater was like oh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna outstrike him i'm gonna knock him out bitch you went well, for a takedown is, is how beat up holloway was so i mean the shots that like cater didn't yeah cater didn't just cater you know, like roll truck. over and die like holloway at that press conference looked like his face looked bad he looked oh super he was beat, beat oh. up but it just he was outclassed like it's Max Holloway. And I, like, like I said, man, Max Holloway used, losing those last two fights to, you know, a title shot and to a title defense. Like, for whatever reason, made people think he was he was done. <laughs> they were just bonkers. That's yeah, crazy. Like, yeah. And then the last, like, couple moments of the fifth round are really what I want to talk about here. Oh, my God. He he straight up disrespects Cater, looks away from him and yells to DC. I'm coming for your job. I'm the best boxer in the UFC. And then while still looking at the commentary slips, a five punch combo of Cater. Was and just that not him right one of the, the wildest and most beautiful things you'd ever seen as he was, as he was looking and yelling at DC. Life. He's, dodging he dodged like three like, punches Whoa. dude now it was he was five did take two I, clean I watched hits it. It because is five of punches. looking over there but they didn't phase him i think at that point he's the that general is running he knows he's winning i Holloway's obviously not an easy guy to knock out but like that was someone that, that's almost yeah. like uh like wider type type shit right there where, where he's like or i'm, I'm sorry not, not yeah wider where mm-hmm. he's like you ever seen anything like that he's like hell i never heard anything like that right? Like that, that right there is probably top three moments in UFC history for me. It's that it's again, Max Holloway pointing down at the ground, fighting Ricardo Lombas. And it's like, let's go. And they both just stand there and slug it out Um, until the end. I just want to say this right now. Uh, Max Holloway's English is pure crap. Go for it. (laughs) There is absolutely no way he's gone. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they're going to put him as uh, as a commentator, they're going to have to put him through the same phonics school they put Michael Bisbean through. <laughs> I mean, he's Hawaiian, his I'm accent's just real thick. Max Holloway, it's a bold and... it's a, it's a, it's a bold claim. Uh, I just uh you're going to we're going to have to do a little a couple of seashells. Seashells seashells down by the seashore. I can't even say it. And my, and I I I could jump in that commentary booth <laughs> right now. I mean, that would be funny to watch. I'm not going to lie, but I, quick, I know quick, that Max is just imagine kidding me with doing DC that? and and like uh, the the entertainment box because you know they're always being talked to on there. Is like, stop saying you're going to kiss the fighters, <laughs> <laughs> right? Holloway <laughs> like, man had oh a very dominant God. performance and I think he deserves some kisses from me if you know what I mean stop saying you're gonna kiss the fucking fighter and Dana White's gonna just come up to you and be like man we, 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 that's fucking illegal <laughs> that's assault <laughs> but yeah the, the disrespect he put on like the end of that he beat Calvin Cater, like Calvin Cater was properly ranked number six in the world and Holloway was number one. That's that's exactly what I happened. I don't believe anybody thought like and Cater was just gonna come in and, and run the show. Like 5042, 5043, 5043. That is uh, I mean, yeah. He might as well it's have not gone out like defense. third round and they could have just sat there for five minutes. <laughs> you know, for sure. So, in- interesting fact, that 50-42, one, is how yeah. I had that fight scored. I had that at 3-10-8. That is the lowest score in a UFC fight since Rich Franklin beat David Lazau oh <laughs> with that exact same score. When's the last time anyone thought of Uh, Rich Franklin? The only time I think about Rich Franklin is when I think of Zion's and the really shitty commercials they used to do. And then also when uh, he went up against Anderson Silva and Silva made him look like an idiot twice. (laughs) Oh, God. Silva beat the brakes off that man. But ultimately, before we move on to the matchmaking, Max Holloway threw the most significant strikes in a fight land landed excuse me landed yes yeah, he threw bombed. over like 700 <clears throat> he he landed mm-hmm. 445 and then the most significant strikes landed in a single round with 141 Just I mean, one of the most obviously oh, one of on. the most dominant performances ever uh which is it, the, the, those stats are just kind of out of this world like you almost wouldn't like, believe it if it didn't actually happen like no like you can't make rocky you can't make that in like rocky or something no one would believe it but then it actually happened and max holloway says it best himself to be the best you gotta beat the best and the best (laughs) is blessed stupid hashtag blessed (laughs) i don't care i'm in i'm I've been in on that hype train gotta, since he beat Cubs got to beat the best and that's and been the a best minute. is blessed. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's some really good like Muhammad Ali like catchphrase stuff going on right here. But I'm just so tired of like every other every other word out of his horrible Hawaiian <laughs> accent is blessed. <laughs> Look man, I'm I'm all about it. I'm a fan. I, I'm <laughs> on I, I'm on the blessed fan. train. Let's go. Yeah. So he said in that, before we get onto the matchmaking, that he is the best <laughs> boxer in the UFC. Oh my God. I believe has he, does, does, has he ever heard of a, of a really up and comer fighter named Conor McGregor? So I knew you were going to say that Conor McGregor. I'm on record. He's my favorite fighter. Conor McGregor know, is the best. I would best say Conor McGregor striker. is the best boxer the because UFC he, no, he's so good at boxing, i.e., counter punching, that you don't make it out of. Yeah, you know, you don't even get to those championship rounds unless you're Diaz and you just whatever reason your body was made to take all the punishment. That's because Diaz it's the has stock, like it's a whatever chin they put in the stone. water in Stockton, and I. It must be. And I live near Stockton. I'm like two hours from Stockton. Stockton, And I can say, I you don't fuck with anybody from Stockton. I'll tell you what. Whatever's in that water. I'm I'm saying (laughs) whatever's in that city's water, you don't fuck with Stockton. We just let them talk their shit. You buy them a beer. And it's the week. You go and you go home. (laughs) But I like I will stand by. I agree with that statement of he's the best boxer. If you're talking just the hands. He's got masterful range and volume that I don't think there's anyone that puts it like just yeah, just yeah, right but, and left. But just that together as well what as what makes Holloway. Holloway's striking. I mean you could say boxing. I mean he probably he was from Hawaii. Those guys grew up just fighting each other right out of the womb. Not to mention beating beat I mean, up fair. tourists and stuff like that. Now but don't like, get me wrong, I'm not saying Holloway's not a great a great boxer, not a great striker. I don't think he's the best boxer in the whole UFC. I think he's definitely top five, to be honest. I don't think he's the best, and you know what? I don't even think you can really say fair. there is a best because some of those guys, like like McGregor, like have the craziest like pinpoint accuracy, and then other guys go in there and swing, and they just happen to have you know volume with with a higher you know percentage on accuracy. So it's like it, it's just one of those things. No, like sure. I guess if you were to I mean what was it I just <laughs> I can't say he's the best but I can't I can't substantiate that claim No and that that's fine It's completely subjective That's why like that's why I'm defining it as I'm only talking about his right hand his left hand and the way he puts them together uh-huh. I would say that alone makes his got a very style, style the best Connor exactly Connor uses way more than just his right hand and his left hand. He fuck. He uses his shoulders to knock I was out. Be, I'd never even heard that happening. Oh my God. Those shoulders. He was like, yeah, those shoulders did some damage. I did not expect that. Like, but that's where I'm coming from with boxing. Like Max Holloway is not the best striker, but in a box, like boxing, of UFC versus UFC. He's mm-hmm. at least pound for pound up there. So, enough about that. Let's get into the matchmaking of we're, we're going to play matchmaker here. It's what we do. Going to see what's next. Was that for Holloway? Oh, and is that? I think both I think what's the Hollow or not Holloway? What'd you say? What, what's the next UFC fight? What's the McGregor uh Poirier fight? Okay. Oh, well, there's two fights. Uh, there's UFC on ESPN, which is Michael Chiesa versus Neil Magny. And then UFC 257. Okay. Okay. No, go on with what you're saying. I'm sorry. I'm just pulling it up. Suddenly. When we talk about them, I'm sagging okay. on it. No, you're good. Cool. Don't worry. I've got all the notes here. I've got the names of who we'll talk about also. Uh, I For a very unscripted show at this <laughs> point, guys, I've done my homework. It's cool. <laughs> um, Max Holloway. He's got to fight well, Volkanovski mean, I mean, a third even, time, right? Okay. Even Dana White said that that fight makes the most sense. So Volkanovski is fighting who next? Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, Brian Ortega. Have a good one, Ortega. If announced. you couldn't beat Holloway, you're definitely not beating Volkanovski. Uh, I think. I think. I you know what? I think yeah. Ortega has a chance. But if Ortega's smart, he's not going to do what what he did with the last Holloway fight and totally forget his jiu-jitsu. And he takes. No. He has a better chance to submit That game plan should 100% be to get Volkanovski on the ground and submit him. Like, whether round one and two. For sure. You know, maybe try to throw a punch. But I would say defense until you can adequately take him down. And then jujitsu the crap out of him. Jiu-jitsu him so bad, he makes him crap his pants. 100%. Like. Do not, Ortega, if you're listening, what you won't, but I hope you will, please don't do what you did with Ortega or what you did with Holloway because I was really, really, like, on the Ortega train. And I know you want to box, you want to fight, you got a little taste of what that knockout feels like. But if you want that title, you're going to have to rely on your jiu-jitsu. 110%. So, like like I said, like Dana said, like Holloway said, even like you said, Volkanovski has to be next, Right. And Max even said Volkanovsky's words were, I want a different fight than Max. Not a tougher fight. Because there's no, no, not no. a tougher fight. Max Holloway is the best that we've ever seen at featherweight. Don't, internet, don't at me. Jose Aldo, yeah, he's great. Cool. Yeah. Max Holloway beat <laughs> him twice. His Aldo's accomplishments, phenomenal. One of yeah, the best. Max Holloway is better. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't think there's any argument by anyone that Holloway should. No, no, he definitely needs a title. I mean, he just, what, he beat the number five guy? Number six guy? I mean, who, real, realistically, six. in that top five, who's going to beat Holloway? Exactly. Uh, No one. Because there's Ortega. He already beat yeah. Holloway. Holloway already oh, beat yeah. Ortega. Definitively. There's the beat, the beat ain't touching Holloway. I don't know. Not whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know There's, about that. It, I, oh, I'm thinking of Kamzat. My bad. Homzat's <laughs> also, I, I would put money on Holloway over Hamzat. Uh, even though, Hamzat's yeah, like yeah, my bad, my point. bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh-huh. Yair Rodriguez. Yair has probably the most chance yeah, out of the top five to beat Holloway because he's more flashy and unpredictable. And then there's Korean zombie and zombie going to zombie. He's going to light him yeah. up worse than he did Cater. So there's no one in that top five. That's yeah, gonna t- I, I 100% really Holloway deserves Holloway. the next title shot after uh, Volkanovski gets gets done with Ortega. I mean, I, I like I said, though, Ortega sticks for to the sure. jujitsu plan. And you know what's wild too is Volkanovski like a foot shorter than Ortega. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I think that's going make, to make it hard for Ortega because you got a drop even lower just to take him down. So I think it's definitely going to be something where he's going to have to get him against the fence and like use some sort of judo throw or just, you know, muscle him down to the ground. And I, I don't think, I think that uh, Volkanovski is a little more savvy to like, I don't think he can just pull guard on Uh I, I think he's definitely going to have to be no, off from, from, you know, top position and work his way from there uh, to make something happen. But he's getting, yeah, which I think he can, to be shit. honest. I really do. He's got one of the best. What was it? Yeah. It was uh, that guillotine he did. And where he jumped mid guillotine, uh, re snuck it oh in, or, or not re snuck it in, but like corrected it while in midair it's before he it. pulled guard tightened it and like it's it was just one of the yeah one of the craziest guillotine's it's magic. Are, uh ever and he he yeah it's just bonkers but he, he's definitely going to need to rely if he doesn't rely on his jiu then he's going to get pieced up by Volkanovski cuz cuz if Hollow if Volkanovski can beat Holloway For twice sure. and Holloway's the master at piecing people up then uh you know Ortega's not going to stand a, a chance uh going toe to toe with Volkanovski <laughs> yeah so for the next guys Carlos Condit and Matt Brown I was about to say retire they just retire like one Condit that was his last fight on his UFC contract Dana and Condit were like look kind of just want to work something out do I think, you have I think to out of though? the two I think Brown definitely <laughs> like, needs to retire I think Condit could do another contract for like th- three more fights and see how it goes I know he's getting older but but I think Condit's got Got more could, gas in the tank than Brown does, and a lot less TTE. But, oh, for sure. Condit's also taking. <laughs> Condit's also taking. Matt a lot Brown less is like on, another none than of the Brown two has. movies. Bubba's concussion count. Matt Brown is basically one away <laughs> from being bra- uh, brain dead or a vegetable in a hospital bed. So, so here's like kind of my thought of Condit. Condit has a masterful mind. Yeah, Why not just coach? A coach. People, you know, man. here's the thing, though, is sometimes uh, talent and experience don't always equal to coaching. You got to have a certain mindset for coaching, and maybe no, Conduit just doesn't have it. But I'm with you on that. I feel like Conduit could could slide into that position as an assistant coach somewhere, and then eventually as a head coach. I just think it takes a little time. I think Matt Brown probably couldn't coach somebody because he'd be like, first you pow, and then you punch, and then you 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 said you send Diego Sanchez to see I mean, his ancestors, probably. and then you get you get a lot of CTE, and that's how it's done. He'd, he'd probably be like, yeah, here's your game plan. It's real elaborate. He would get him mic up in the corners, going, win. just fucking punch him. It's not that hard. <laughs> so. Uh, The next one, which is the last one I'm going to talk about on this. And before you say Uh anything, hear me out on this Uh one. Li Jingliang. All right. Yes. He just beat Santiago Ponzanibio. Definitely deserves a ranked fighter. I think anyone would agree with that. Oh, my God. Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't even think poor Robbie Lawler. That would be a war. Robbie Lawler really doesn't get knocked out fast. Like he takes damage, yeah. He just has to choke like, him out. He's gonna give it, also. He a To choke him out. We what was it? <laughs> Askren showed us how to take out Lawler, and that's you just get your arms around his neck and you squeeze real tight. Like, I think that's the perfect fight because Robbie Lawler, a legend, former you champ, a legend, phenomenal champ? striker. Oh, I said is a legend. I, a legend like, I mean, if he won that belt, he's a little more than the alleged champ. <laughs> he allegedly won a championship, guys. No, he's a legend and a former champion. He's got, he's got like a never say die striking attitude and he will just stand in the, the pocket. And another one that go. once he passes 70, he's probably going to be and drilling a lot unintentionally. <laughs> I mean fair. <laughs> Plus have you ever heard Robbie Lawler talk? What? <laughs> okay, right, yeah, have but you can do like talk? a full conversation. Anytime I ever see Robbie Lawler talk, I expect him to just like get distracted by every shiny object in the building. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So side note about Robbie Lawler uh, and then we'll get into the MMA news. Have you ever seen his press conference from Strike Force, where the man <laughs> fell asleep in I a post-fight it. conference? You know what Lawler reminds me of? That scene in Bedazzle where it's Brendan Fraser is the basketball star and they're interviewing him at the very end? That's what Robbie Lawler reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's hop into <laughs> okay. our news topics. This is going to be a long podcast, guys. Strap in. <laughs> I knew this cut was Strap out. on! Let's go. Like, let's do it. Okay, okay. I said in, not on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first one. UFC booked Stipe oh, no- and Francis Ngannou 2 on the same card oh, my- as okay, Alexander off, Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega. Stipe Ngannou 2, have to no brain. Ngannou has 100% earned that, uh, that, that, that rematch. He should have had that rematch a while ago, oh, but I like that it. it's taking longer because I want – I want Nganu to be as brand new as he can be. And Stipe showed what he was missing. So, and the Nganu we're going to get this time is going to be a whole different beast. And I cannot wait for this fight. So here's the thing with Nganu. I am I am in. I am excited. I was super excited for it the first time. And then Stepe was Which like... Which was just deserved. The I'm UFC be went so hard on Ngannou. One hundred percent. The disrespect really towards Miochik was so just evident. It was, yeah, it Miocic was so was evident. An and, underdog and, and Miocic, in that fight. like should be realistically this UFC All American superstar with this immigrant mentality. The man's a firefighter still. Like he's a family man. Like he seems like one of yeah. the most like wholesome dudes. Like you could ever meet, but for whatever reason, they just don't market him correctly. And instead, they go to Nganu. Now, once again, Nganu's story is a is is an insanely inspiring, amazing story as well. Like r- being working the sand mines as a child and and getting his way out. What to France and getting to where he is, getting to where he is yeah, now. Like they both have these amazing train. stories. they just like the disrespect, the disrespect from the first fight was just like so evident towards Miochik. And, and now that Miocic is back oh in, in, you know, holding that title, like they better get, they'd be there. They better put some respect on the man's name. So here's what I'm worried about with the uh, Ngannou match. People aren't going no, to be putting respect on Inganu's name to. because of, well, hear me out as to why. The Miocic fight was yeah, but he a was also, bad like, performance for Nganu. He, he was still, period. Yeah, one hundred percent. He was going up against he was a veteran fighter versus, in, in I mean, Ngannou was just knocking people out. Like he wasn't an all around fighter, but no one was taking him. No, sure. well, first off, no, he didn't have to fight any what five round matches. Second, he wasn't taking someone like Miocic, who is an all around just amazing fighter. And then his next fight afterward, which I fell victim of falling off the hype train because of this fight, Ngannou versus Derek Lewis. Was yes, the but worst fight I want to I've say ever this. seen in Ganu. For how long was the man and being told he was the man, and then Miocic beats him. And I honestly oh, think sure. the Derek Lewis fight was was really a, a product of Ngannou doubting himself after being told he was the man. He was the man. He's the man. He's the man. He's the man. I and then that, he's going to fight Derek Lewis, and he's already lost, which probably messed with his ego as it was. Because I mean, people there was so much hype on him, and when you get all that hype, that's a lot of weight on your shoulders. But after Lewis, the man is just—he's yeah. just a like—he's not even a beast at this point. He's—he's he's something above a beast. Yeah, he's like he's oh a my god! It's just the knockouts he has every time. It's like that man should be dead. I mean, mm-hmm. he flatlined Curtis mm-hmm. Blades, Kane Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos, and Rosenstruik, all in less yeah, than Ingano 2 is, minutes. He's Listen, if he doesn't win this, which I'm hoping he does, I don't think Miocic is going to stay in the UFC much longer anyways. He seems very family oriented at the moment. Ingannu will be a champion at some point, whether he gets it in this next fight or he gets it later on, maybe after Miocic, you know, retires. But Ingannu will be a champion at some point. So here is in my opinion, what you would want for Francis Ngannou, no matter what happens in this fight with Stipe, you want him to fight. I don't John know if Jones. I want that fight. John yeah, Jones. takes I don't, takes don't know damage, if I wanna, if, if we need to throw John Jones to the wolves like that, I don't. I, no. Oh, you honestly don't like. Else. There's so many people who put a lot of hype on Jones, and I get it. Jones is. He's one of the greatest fighters in the world, but I don't think Jones has ever faced anybody who hits like Ngannou. And Ngannou only like even the you know the first no. Miocic uh, Ngannou fight, Miocic he was hurt. Ngannou hurt him, and, and for whatever reason, for sure, Miocic's CTE infused brain was able to withstand it and just add to the CTE meter. You know, he hasn't hit full capacity yet we're just going to put that over to the side over there put it over there with the other CTE boxes uh i don't think jones could take a hit like that and i honestly 100% think Nganu will get a hit on that cuz not only does he hit hard he hits fast like the, his speed for a heavyweight is insane oh for sure like he's I want to see John Jones for, fast i want to like, see Jones versus Derrick Lewis cuz i think Derrick Lewis is a total idiot and I would love to see Jones talk all that shit to Derek Lewis and then knock his ass out. So I'm a huge Derek Lewis fan, but and I want Derek see Lewis that. would get one hundred percent. So uh, let's go ahead and move on because yeah. we already talked about Volkanovski Ortega. Like, it's a good fight for both of them. It's a winnable fight for both, but. That's just there. Holloway's in line. Mm-hmm. let let's get that over. With. Like, can we just can we get to the day after oh, that 100%. fight so Holloway's in line? <laughs> um, the next story: Anthony Pettis yes. isn't in the UFC anymore. He signed with PFL for their uh, tournament where the champions win a million dollars and all that. I, 100% I think the that's the a smart move. He for goes it. in there and Rex Shaw just cleans house. Oh, for sure. Like Anthony Pettis, you can't write him off. He's had, he's had issues of like not showing up and stuff like that, like mentally. But the skill is still there that he can beat the best in the world at any day. And I think he's just gonna yeah, you know what? Wreck Shop in Pettis explaining as well, like his mindset up to that last fight, and you've seen how he stopped drinking smoking weed stuff like yeah and yeah like his mindset like like, therapist and all that listening to him talk about that was was kind of inspiring at the same time it's kind of like oh man pettis is in a good spot oh yeah and he goes in that fight he won right and he wins and then he yes i think it was probably the best way for him to bow out of the ufc he bowed out on top now i know he didn't win a title or anything but but he he bowed out for sure with a win he bowed out in a way better headspace than it seemed he was before, and now he's 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 get he gets to go to a new you know fight organization on his own terms, and you know what? Uh, yeah, he's he's probably getting paid really good for those fights as well, even if he doesn't win the million dollars. Plus, plus he's got oh, he 100%. can have sponsors. He's watching. Gotta be. Uh, I don't oh, think so. I think dumb. PFL has another uniform. I I think. PFL followed well, yeah, so suit with who's, the UFC <laughs> Who's their sponsor, Sketchers? <laughs> I'm not 100% No sure, way. If, hold on a second. You keep talking. I'm going to look this bad boy up. Let me see. All right, that works, because the next one, I've, I've got some words for this. Last night during UFC on ABC, Dana addressed the Khabib and lightweight division situation saying essentially guys, make Khabib want to fight (laughs) Uh, I think Khabib is done, man Like he said it after he beat Deji, his father passed away from COVID that means he doesn't have his head coach anymore his mom doesn't want him to fight he's like, look, I've got nothing left he's like, I don't need this, I don't need to do this I don't need to take the damage like Dana. He also said, "I don't want to hold up the division." You trying to talk him out of retirement? Is holding up the division? You know, I can respect the shit out of Khabib for that, like not wanting to hold up a division. And I, I think that that's, I think that that's what makes Khabib such a great champion. Is is he's other than McGregor? But I mean, to be honest, McGregor didn't deserve his respect at all. That he talked. I've never seen um, Khabib be like disrespectful to his opponents or that division. Hell, even when him and Tony Ferguson were supposed to fight last, like he almost like felt bad for Tony yeah. Ferguson. Cause I'm not gonna lie. Cause he's Buku crazy. Uh, and there'd be times where Ferguson would be talking complete nonsense and, and could be like, almost look like you wanted to be like, uh, are you okay? Do you need help? Like, do you need someone to talk to? I'll talk to you. You know, like, like I, I just, I, I can respect the fact that he's like, listen, I'm not going to come back win a belt, and then hold up the division-wide and make a decision on whether I want to fight again, you know? For sure. And I think my guess as to what happened would have been, and again, this was a completely behind-closed-doors thing. No one knows how the conversation actually went down. I think Khabib was was like, look, I'm done. There's nothing that entices me. And then Dana was like, well, we've got – Two massive lightweight fights. Let's see how those play out, and then Khabib's like, "Yeah, whatever, man." And Dana was like, "So it's not a no." <laughs> like, Dana did the same shit to DC, and look how that went with DC. Yeah, I, I think you just gotta let the man if he does want to come back, you gotta let him come back on his own terms. Like whether it's a fight with GSP, which would be awesome. I think that's the only way that he comes back. But I think he's gotta he's gotta come to that on his own terms. I think the only way that fight would even materialize is at a 165-pound catch weight fight. That is it. But I I just wish Dana would let Khabib kinda make his decision and say, look, it it's over. Because if that had happened. This fight for this weekend would be for the title, and I would be even more hyped. But it's not. The next one, Ryan Garcia. Oh fuck! The boxer. This is a this is a wild one. That kid is the boxer. <laughs> he, uh, Ryan the Garcia, a young kid, right? Because he's out the one of his who mind. got 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 the body shot knockout. Yeah, that is one of the most talent like. Yeah. All caps, talented fi- like boxers I've seen in a long while. He's great, but he <clears> said <throat> that in four years he wants to retire from he, he boxing. He can do it. He's young. He's young, and he's making I mean, buku bucks in boxing. He can. Okay, listen. I don't think that's far fetched. Now I do. Like who was who was the boxer that fought the natural? But you know what I'm talking about? Now, that guy had absolutely no business being there. He was already well done with his boxing career. uh, And when he fought Randy Couture, Couture made him look like an idiot. I think that fight made them a lot of money, too. Because uh, thanks to that that guy, that fight was so hyped. Um, Randy Couture. Are you looking it up? Randy Couture. I am not. But but I, I think that... It was uh, it was James Tony, yeah. James Tony talks so much shit. I remember (laughs) that. I remember those promos. Man, those promos were so good. Thanks to James Tony. Anyways, I think uh, I think Garcia. Okay, so in four years, I think realistically he should do two years and then spend another two years training. You know, know, rounding out his game. Obviously, jujitsu and wrestling, and then listen, does he? I don't Mm -hmm. think he needs to worry about leg kicks. Uh, or, or kicking give him that a little bit here and there but just roundabout in jiu and wrestling so he can be a sol- like a decent grappler because uh i saw that last knockout and when in normal speed it didn't look like much but when they slowed that down that man's skin rippled and those guys have like one percent body fat and he made that man's skin ripple like a rock dropping in water so- for sure but at the same time remember when Muhammad Ali stepped into pride? Like the Muhammad Didn't Ali? Didn't really go well. Uh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Muhammad Ali stepped into the pride? Was he already like all like CTE'd yeah. out? Or was this before that? Uh, oh my God, I did not know I that. It and I got to watch that. that fight. <laughs> How did he fight? Chuck Norris. It was against. <laughs> no. Oh, my. What year? Anatole Ioki. Are we talking like the 70s? Oh, God. It... Pride was going. Oh, for... yeah, it was definitely the 70s. During the 70s? It. Uh, no, excuse it's me. Something it wasn't like Pride, but it was a. Uh... Okay. Okay. Okay, it was a martial arts type of fight. That okay, well, ended in a fucking still, that's, draw. That's better than nothing. <laughs> but when you're the goat, I'm like, this is. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. This is what you need to that's, do. That's a like, fair comparison. At that point, Muhammad Ali was probably like, "What are they going to do? Use that karate?" He's watching like Chuck Norris and and uh and Bruce Lee do this stuff, and he's like, "I'm going to walk in." Well, I think that might have been before the time. Anyways, uh, he probably thought he was going to go in there and just wreck shop. And then obviously he's going to meet a different style that kind of counteracts his, but I think right now, Ryan Garcia, like it, realistically, if you want to go MMA, this is the perfect time. But I mean, let's face it. Boxing is going to make him a million times more money than MMA ever will. For sure. I think, I think he's, MMA would make him more fans. He's, boxing would make him more money. Like, I'm not really a boxing fan. And even I know about Ryan Garcia. So the boxing world is, is doing enough to get him out there but 100% it would make him a a, a like 100%. legitimate household name and i i actually really hope that happens that guy's got a lot of talent yeah. he is beast i i would watch it don't get me wrong i would 100% watch him fight in mma i just don't think he needs to and i don't think that he would he's necessarily at least able to prepare well enough in that time span to translate properly
1: to be yeah, like, oh, shit,
0: uh, they're using their feet. I'm with you. I hope or, someone talks about that. I'm on the I really do. I just gonna, like he can yeah. As opposed to, to like, like doing two mixed martial arts or two, you know, uh fighting sports, just do one and uh don't Muhammad Ali yourself. Yeah. So the next one is Ryan Hall. The guy no one ever wants to fight <laughs> finally has a fight against against Dan Ige on March 13th. This, I I don't even know how to feel about this. I'm glad Ryan Hall's got a fight, like, he's probably just gonna win by ankle lock again. Because, I mean, if it works, he's it works. Really good at one, of the ankle things, lock. one of the things I love about uh, like fighters yeah. like him is they know what works, and they're so like, remember. You remember when Rousey was armbarring everybody, yeah, and then remember when Rousey stopped trying yes. to armbar everybody. Exactly. You know what? And this she is lost. one of the things that made George C- George Saint Pierre <laughs> such a great fighter. Was after the Matt Sarah loss, he stopped dicking around, and and yeah, his fights were a little boring, but yeah. But what happened? He was, a kid, he, 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 was he He defended that title so many times after because he realized, oh, well, this is what works, and I can I can beat him in a battle of attrition because I'm a beast because I'm George Saint motherfucking Pierre. Yeah. Wee wee ho ho. And I'm going to take these fools out little by little and show everybody that I'm the best and I don't care who likes it or not. Exactly. Like do do what you got eh. do what got you to the show. And that's exactly what he's going to do. And no one's going to want to fight him and he's going to keep struggling. But he will get to a point where people are just going to have to fight him. He's going to get undeniable. And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. So the final story I've got for you and Anthony, I waited to talk about this specifically to be able to talk to to you about it. Dana White said he has a plan for Nate Diaz at lightweight. 155 pounds. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Nate Diaz. Is coming back, apparent to Dana White. What weight class does he normally fight? One seven, oh, one seventies. 170s? Yeah, he he's been fighting one seventy since the Connor fights. Do another fifteen pounds? Apparently. So okay, let's hear it. Hear, hear me out on this one. Nate Diaz versus oh, Tony Night night, Tony. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want wow, to Diaz really? takes Ferguson down. Uh, I will say this though. Uh, if I, I, I very will, if this is a real fight and this is going to happen, I cannot wait to watch Diaz, uh, at any given point, ask Tony Ferguson what he's smoking at when he goes on his crazy tangents. Uh, like, And, and, yeah, and then ask <laughs> him, can, can I have some? Because whatever after, it wait. is, It's got you off your fucking rocker, Tony Ferguson. (laughs) See, I like the fight because I feel like it's unpredictable. If it goes to the ground, who knows what happens? It's it's unpredictable on Ferguson's side. I think it's predictable on Diaz's side. And I think that that's, I think it's like slightly unpredictable, slightly not. We kind of, we all have an idea of what Diaz is going to do because we've seen him do it in every fight he's done. And it's masterful, and it's just the way the Diaz brothers fight, and they're they're very scrappy. But yeah, but Ferguson is I mean, is, is the yeah. the wild card in that situation. I mean, look at him and Pettis when they fought. Was that one of the? Was that not one of the? Google? I mean, I've never seen so many Demon Souls, uh, Dark Souls type moves put into one uh, round. You know, or Bloodborne spins and stuff. Yeah, that. Oh my god, uh, that I, fight was I, I, wild. I don't nah. like. Yeah. I don't know who else he would fight at lightweight. Oh, good night. Are they going to give him I, Ally Quinta? I Quinta? No. And I couldn't afford to get, to get him any dumber than he already is. And... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ally Quinta, keep oh, selling your real estate. Don't come at me. One of these come days, I'm going to man, I would run into at Ally Quinta. Quinta like, holy fuck, is Ally, Ally Quinta? <laughs> he's like, Hey, you look familiar. Oh, I know. You are. you that dude that said it couldn't get any dumber. I'm like, oh, my God. You listen to that as he fucking wraps me up into a pretzel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we've got yes. two fight cards this week. One on Wednesday, which we're going to talk about real quick. Um, There's mm-hmm. three fights I want to highlight on that. The main yes. event, Michael Chiesa versus Neil Magny. This the, uh, the, is going to be a is fun one fight. of the only rare occasions where getting rid of the mullet made you better. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Michael Chiesa has such a good ground game that, and you know what he's going to do. He's going to try to take you down and he's going to try to submit you. And then Neil Magny has a really good stand up and a solid defense. Yeah. Not the greatest defense in the world. I would like to world, think Chies- Chiesa takes this. Uh, but I mean, there's been so many fights Kiesa's been in where I everyone agree. thought he was going to take it, and he somehow found a way to lose it. So I, I think that this is this could go either way. I I, I have absolutely no idea who's going to win this one. I think Kiesa will win. Yeah, that sounds about right. In in a decision. I I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna dominate. I don't think Neil Magny is gonna dominate, and I no. definitely don't it, see if, a finish. If it is, it's one of those really lucky punches I agree like i'm this is not going to be one of those like well, I mean, max Holloway, as long Calvin as kevin Cater type lee's not fights, in the building guys, talking shit to that he should win <laughs> <laughs> oh, cuz kevin yeah. lee unravelled him mentally don't you talk about my oh, mom oh my god he 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 broke that man so bad 100%. he moved weight classes. But, like, Tiesa, yeah. he is a beast. And I feel like Neil Magny doesn't get the respect he deserves in the UFC either. Yeah. At least for the fans. Like, ranking wise and fight wise, he Maybe gets all Magny the respect that Dana mullet can give He gets some respect. Magny, Grow out a mullet. Don't this, be coward. Don't grow out a mullet. <laughs> So, so we're both yeah, putting yeah, uh, Michael like Chiesa that, by decision right. on that one. All right, yeah. yeah so the yeah, next yeah. one, Roxanne Modafferi versus UFC's number Vivian one super we, Roxanne Modafferi. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I actually like Roxanne Modafferi. I've been a fan of her since she was on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh And and I I love when no she came back. Of she so won. I, I was oh. it during the 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 ultimate fighting championship is one of those fights. And the first thing she said to Dana White, when she saw him and she said, I got better. Like, I just, how can you not like Roxanne Modifier? Like, how can you not like her? Yeah. She, her personality is definitely different. Definitely. Please don't weigh in. Well, well, I mean, she's cringy, but that's kind of like her theme. I mean, like, look at, you know, like there's been a bunch of cringy fighters, uh, triple C for one, but yeah, but I mean, Cerruto—it's Henry Roxanne, pulls it off. That, thats who she really is. She's a very, she's like super awkward, and and I just—I know I don't know. Like, I love I, every time I see she wins, I'm like, fuck yeah. There's no one I can think that deserves it more than Roxanne on a far and how far she's come just as a fighter in general. Sure. Like she's one of the most unassuming like fighters, but one of the like baddest. Well, I wouldn't say one of the bad. She's like yeah, one of the baddest women on the planet. She's a 50-50 fighter. Is the problem. Like what's she running on? She running like a turn win streak right now? It uh okay. one fight, I she, she just beat fight. Andrea Lee. Like so since the ultimate fighter, when she uh fought Nico Montano for the title, she lost, mm. then beat Barb hanchenk then lost to Sejara, then lost to Antonina Shevchenko, then lost to Jennifer Maya, then uh-huh. Beat uh, Macy Barber, <laughs> then lost to Lauren think, Murphy. Uh, then beat Gina Andrea Lee. Probably thinks she's so wholesome and nice. He just doesn't want to cut her. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think it's that. Like, she's good. She is a good fighter. Yeah. She's a really good wrestler. She will take take you down. She will. She will make you struggle. And I, I don't like this fight for her, man. Like at all? Yeah, but she's been up this against other fighters like, fight. like Viviane, and she's she's come on top. But what, like you said, it's really a coin flip. Like I don't even think it's a coin flip. I think mm. that uh, Just that Arjo beats her. Beats her. beats her. beats her with an injury. I an think she her beats life. her bad. <laughs> I'm not going that far, but I do think she knocks her out. I I will go as far to say. I'm okay. putting this at a second round knockout for okay. Vivian Arajo. And then the next one, which is a sleeper hit, guys. Trust me. Flyweight. Matt Schnell versus Tyson Nam. One, like, how does Tyson Nam not, like, how's his nickname not Bam Bam? Because he knocks motherfuckers out. <clears throat> Tyson That's Nam? That's what he does. Tyson Nan. He's won his last two fights in the UFC by knockout. Uh, his last two losses came from Kaikara France and Sergio Pettis, which is nothing yeah. to like. hang your head on. You lost both of those by decision mm-hmm. against two phenomenal fighters. And then Matt Schnell was on a four-fight win streak before he got knocked out by mm-hmm. Alexandria Panatoja and nam i would i would bet i think nam needs to get a little rock hold find out how to become a model look at this man my god i'm my body is moist (laughs) and i don't even have the proper gear to get moist and my look at that that jawline that haircut this man i'll sit this man can sit on my face any day of the week that's all i'm (laughs) saying like jesus (laughs) christ he needs to get a whole luke rock hold and be like, hey, how do I make that model money? I'm not trying to get my jaw broken like you, dummy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it it's not a good fight for Matt <clears throat> Schnell at all. I, I would struggle well, to shit, say anything. Well, Tyson Nen right now round, is going to be man. gunning for it. Because this is going to get him in the top 10 he beats match now he's in the top 10 and then th- then things start really moving he, you know he's in the top 15 right now which is a great spot to be out of 15 guys that you know of the whole world in that weight class i mean you're sitting pretty but at the same time top 10 looks a lot better and now you're going to get those those number 4 number 5 guys actually looking at you and ready to take a fight with you and the fact that other than uh Davison Figueroa and Brandon Moreno had like they got to run that oh, they back after to. that 100% draw from December. What? Why wait kind of wide open? I like that Figueroa. Like, I don't like, think anybody expected. Oh, fuck, oh, I just had the guy's name. I don't think anybody expected Moreno to come in there Moreno? and impose like and, and impose a draw like that. I just, I, I, I had yeah, but the, by the way he looks, like, I don't think, like, just. Let's go with the, the common fan. Probably didn't think he was going to do it. The God of War looks so intimidating. And uh, yeah. yeah, that was that fight needs to go again. And let's hope that Figueroa doesn't have to be in the hospital the night of or the night before. Now, maybe that did make a difference. Who knows? Yeah. But like, Moreno I've, definitely, I think, is a is a fan favorite now after that fight. I've been a fan of super Brandon Moreno too. since he was on The Ultimate Fighter. I mean, also, real talk, definitely change your name from The Assassin I think, Baby. Like, I think one of my favorite lines from that fight like, was they were talking to his coaches on the Embedded, and his coach was like, "What does he like to fight? He's Mexican. Uh-huh. Of course he likes to fight. <laughs> that was a fucking actual line yeah. from his coach on like, the Embedded. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was DC recommended to him a new nickname, and oh. I love it. And I don't think you've heard this one, Anthony. He recommended him to change his nickname <laughs> to Mexican McLovin. Oh my god. Brandon! All I see now when Mexican I see Brandon Moreno. McLovin Moreno! Like, I would love that. Like, definitely change your name to that, Brandon Moreno. But I'm a big fan of his yeah. that fight I cannot wait for. But what I oh really can't wait for is Saturday night. UFC 257. Just what a Let's card this is gonna be in general. Go. I uh real fast, can I just say this. Can yeah. we just can, so, can we all collectively agree to kick Jessica I out me. of the UFC? Can Jessica <laughs> I just leave the she, number one? She can't we take we just, weight. God. She's got a shitty attitude. She can't take losing. That's like fair. Jessica I's gotta go. I hope Joanne Calderwood with her with her accent comes in here and just like uh, does something to Jessica I where she has no choice but to retire. I'm a huge fan of Jessica. I'm not Jessica, uh, Joanne Calderwood. But so okay. I'm going to talk about this one a little bit differently, uh, like at least order wise, because I'm okay. going to save the main event for last. So we're going to start with Juliana Pena versus Sarah McMahon. If you had told me about this fight even three years ago, I would have said, oh, is that a number one contender fight? And what blows my mind is it still could be with how open okay. the bantamweight division is because Amanda Nunez just the beats the brakes off of everybody. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think no, it's, it's, on, it's on prelims. Oh, it's on it's the main card, isn't it? So, so, it's kind of bonkers that that's oh, on, the, on the prelims, but oh, I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. This is a pretty stacked card. Prelims and main card and even oh, for sure. early prelims are looking pretty good too. So what's really interesting about this is you've got two phenomenal, mm-hmm. like ground game specialists that I, I actually think that this fight yeah. might not even see the ground that they're just going to nullify each other to the point where they're just gonna have to strike this fight. I can tell you, it's definitely not going to it. It's definitely oh, not getting so? stopped. It's going to be a decision. Okay. Oh, 100%. Uh, my question on that is which one wants it more? Because they're so, in my opinion, mm-hmm. they're so even skill-wise. Sure, Sarah McMahon is an Olympian. She's had the experience. She's been in title fights. Julia And Juliana Pena's always been just right there. So close. And then when she was like one fight away, would lose. And And she took time off to uh, give birth to her, I believe it was a daughter, but she had a kid and came back. And I'm like, I really like watching Pena fight, and she's a beast, man. I think that her ability to scrap is just a little bit better than McMahon's, at least on the feet. Uh, You lost your audio, Anthony. It sounds like this one's a coin flip regardless. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I muted it to go tell the kids to be quiet. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, we're I'm go not edit about out, we're recording that. this on Squadcast. What? Shout out to the Squadcast. Is that all the audio is going to be synced. So you can just edit, you can knock that out in one chunk. So, yeah. Oh, it's staying? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. It's, <laughs> it's too bad this isn't on video because they it would have saw me mouth mouthing it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Like... It's definitely a coin flip, but
1: okay. I'm gonna
0: edge it a little bit more towards Pena. And I, I, I don't know, man. I, I struggle with that one. I think that could be fight of the night right there. No, that's it's on how the much pre-libs. I think. Like, Come on, how good they are. That's a bold. That's a bold statement. It doesn't Cotton. mean anything. Let's see how this plays out. <laughs> Let's do it. Next up, we have. Marino Rodriguez versus Amanda Rebus. I absolutely love this fight yeah. for Amanda Ribas. Absolutely love it. Now, mm-hmm. who is that you say? Oh, uh, she beat... Did she beat yeah, Paige? Yeah, that's not saying much. I think she beat Paige Van Zandt. That's not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And... Okay, that's saying She beat Mackenzie Dern. Yeah, that's saying something. Yeah, that's saying a lot. You notice how Paige I'm Van Zandt, when she got, for booms, just Dern, guys. Like, didn't she just wasn't good anymore? It was like it was like Samson if his like power came from having no hair and then someone put a wick on him and he got weak. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like. <sighs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know, like she got, she got boobs, and then all of a sudden, like her career went downhill. I'm just saying, like, so yeah. And I can you know wait in to bare watch knuckle her knuckle get now, right? the fuck up. Oh <laughs> god, Van Gennan seems I'm like gonna a very have nice, to. wholesome person. She she actually seems like a very genuine person. I just uh when the UFC went really, really hard on her, and who was the guy? The younger guy, he, he went over to, uh, yeah, yeah, Stage Northcut. Like oh, They Stage, really marketed those two hard, and they really, really bombed. Yeah. So, Marina Rodriguez has more experience with higher, like, level fighters. With She lost to Carla. She had a draw with Cynthia Calvillo. She, lost she even the beat hair. Tisha Torres. I don't know. You said Carla. I don't know who Carla is. <laughs> Carla is. Carla Esparza, the first, uh, yeah, the first strawweight. If he ain't a Amanda decision. Nunez, I don't give a rat's ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Damn. But then you've got Amanda Hibis who submitted Van Sant, beat Random Marcos. And yeah. I mean, beat Marcos bad, beat Mackenzie Dern. Like she is, she's as good as they come. And I, I think this is a really good fight for her. Now, the well, question is: is How is, is she going to get it, it done? Number eight, number nine. So realistically, both these fighters should be pretty close in skill. So it's really yeah. like, like you said, with the last one, it's who wants it more. Yeah, I I think Hebus wins from yeah. I'm gonna say TKO. Okay. in In the third, because like I said, Marina Rodriguez's game, she's hard to yeah, she's stop. She's a juggernaut. But yeah, Hebus is gonna keep going. So Anthony. <laughs> i'm gonna let you oh talk about jessica i versus calder i already said it i think jessica <laughs> I I I is one of the most annoying fighters. she can't know. make weight which is bonkers you're a professional that's what you get paid to do fucking hire a nutritionist uh next up change your last name because your eyes suck because you keep getting beat you know what i'm saying uh and she all she does is Jesus make excuses Christ. like and then she cries like a little baby every single time it's like like can can she get cut already can she get cut off? I'm not gonna lie. I I think if she loses this, What's fight, like she so might many be times like she's block. just drama for no reason. Like there's there's good drama and there's bad drama. And she's not like the, yeah. the good drama that hypes the fight. She's the kind of drama where it's like, oh, there goes Jessica I again, you know. Yeah, and I think Alderwood does beat Jessica I. I would say that. Calderwood will well, the overwhelm I is, is doing a lot pressure. to get Calderwood out, out in the open she was on their uh their UFC PI she was in their UFC PI video she was one of the the the, the fighters yeah. uh featured on there so i think that that they see something in her that they can market her as well well Calderwood had a title shot guaranteed and then said no i don't want to wait for uh Shevchenko to heal i want to fight
1: and then Shit, fought I don't know. Maia whoever thinks that they're going to take out lost.
0: Shevchenko right now is, is probably just as delusional as whoever thinks they're going to take out Amanda Nunes. So I don't mm-hmm. think that Calderwood beats Shevchenko, but I like that fight. I love, I would love to yeah. see their striking styles matched up against each other because Calderwood comes in with just some crazy kickboxing and I, I mean like two, three, four shots like like left, right jab, kick, stuff like that and she just keeps coming and coming and coming and coming <laughs> No, and coming I was going to make and a parapro the, the rapid joke because she just comes in left, right, kick <laughs> 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 I was going to go the opposite, Tommy Okay? Get off my face, Dad You're a liar <laughs> But the point of this is, while I has the experience of being in title fights and main events, Calderwood's been in, mm-hmm. I believe, two main events, maybe three. But she's yeah. she's as game as they come, and she's got like the best personality that it's impossible for me to not root for her. Like, if there's any pick you guys are listening to that, like, you just should be like, don't listen yeah. to this. Think, it's this one because I'm the picking odds Joanne Calder. Should be on the fighters this time for this fight. I think there should be um, betting odds on if Jessica I will make weight. I mean, I probably a hundred dollars betting line for that. somewhere. <laughs> and then and then it has some <laughs> bullshit excuse, and then another hundred on the bullshit excuse. So, Calderwood. Yeah, yeah Calderwood. I, I think both of us kind of have a little bit of bias yeah, on this. You're going Calderwood, and then the co-main event, which I is the most intriguing see... fight of this card. You know, what? say say the card. I'm jumping ahead. Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler, and I know what you're about to say because I feel the I'm same. I'm on the Chandler I can't train. Fucking Choo-choo! wait to see Chandler in the UFC. You know what I'm saying? Like the man, dude. Yo, you know how too. much shit. He knew he was going to get, and then did get for being an alternate for the for the last Khabib fight. And can you imagine in an alternate universe, Chandler got the fight, and probably well, yeah, yeah, that's so bogus. Can you believe his first fight was almost a title fight? Like that's how (laughs) that is so bonkers. But. I mean, obviously, the UFC sees something in Michael Chandler to do that. They're not going like, to let any willy-nilly fighter just come in and have a possible title shot. Like, Chandler, obviously, he's got something there that Dana White and them saw. Either That or he just happened to be there right place, right time. But I honestly, dude, I, I just don't George think that Dana Benson White would put him as a lamb to the slaughter to Khabib. You know, if, if uh, who was it? It was uh, so-and-so didn't make weight. I can't remember the goddamn name. Yeah, Gagey, Mr., uh, Mr. If Gagey or Khabib had, like, missed weight or I think, had an injury I think, or whatever, Chandler yeah, would have stepped in. Yeah, yeah. To Benson Henderson, but he is still relatively unknown to UFC fans. So, uh, Dan Hooker obviously is nobody to, to count out. Like, you can't count Dan Hooker out. He's a beast, too. I think this fight goes either way, but this is 100%. I, I, <laughs> this is a wild first test for, for Chandler, though. Like, this is... No, no, I, I get it because he's got so much be. hype, especially after being the alternate. But at the same time, like, I mean, what new fighter from another organization came in and immediately got thrown to a to a top ten title contender? I mean, for sure. But he's also a. I think he's yeah, a I also want to say time is Dan is a dime piece and also needs to get a hold of Luke Rockhold to get that modeling career going <laughs> or or he needs to be in the remake of Karate Kid 3 as the as the bad karate guy that he fights at the end in the tournament cuz he's got them vibes you know what I'm saying <laughs> No mercy Like in his last stretch of fights he beat mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Primus, who was the light Bellator lightweight champion, who took the belt from him from a really weird stoppage because... Uh, okay, good. Got you. No, I'm uh, talking about Chandler. Sorry. Brett Primus took the title from uh, Chandler originally because of a okay. really weird stoppage mm-hmm. at Bellator NYC. Then he lost to Patricio Pitbull Fieri by a knockout, who... Mm-hmm. Chandler had beaten before, but Pitbull's a monster. Nothing against him there. Then he starched Sidney Outlaw, which, best name in MMA? Like, the best name I've ever seen? (laughs) And then starched Benson Henderson. You kind of got to come in guns blazing and... I just almost calling out at that point. I think it also helps that Chandler seems so humble. Every time he's he's been interviewed so far, like he's very adamant on, "You know, I got to prove myself." You know, I'm coming in, and 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 he knows that being the alternate for that title shot didn't help him with people, but he just seems like such a like. No, he's seen. Obviously, we don't know him, but he seems like a very genuine, very humble guy. I mean, he's a he's a wrestler. He's a what a D1 wrestler, He's probably a state champion yep. wrestler or close to it. And um there's a lot of wrestlers, you know, that are really humble because they got to go through that grind and they know what it's like. But it's kind of hard not to root for Chandler. And I mean, here's another thing. He trains his coach is Henry Hooft. He trains with Gilbert Burns. He he used to train with Kamaru he he Usman before Usman changed camps. He, he said he was. Uh, they brought him in to wrestle with Khabib yeah. as a uh, just as a practice partner for a little bit. Like he, it was crazy the way he talked about Khabib was very like like oh yeah one hundred percent. Like he was like Khabib Respectful. was just, like I had to wrestle with him one time and that that man's no joke. So I'm going based off of, and this could be a totally lopsided like gauge of experience because Bellator for the most part, is a completely different like level of talent to the UFC. But I'm saying Michael Chandler might, gets a decision he, victory in this. I think he might get a TKO, to be honest. I think he's got to make a statement. And he's going to be – I think he's a smart fighter, but I think he's also going to be really looking for that. Not a no, I'm not saying a knockout. I'm saying like a ground-and-pound like, TKO mm-hmm. stoppage. Uh, I don't – he doesn't he, – from what I've seen of him and, and watched in interviews, he doesn't seem like a guy who's trying to take someone's head off right off the bat. Like, he seems like a smart fighter. For sure. See, if – I don't think he's going to get a stoppage because if Dustin Poirier couldn't knock out Dan Hooker in five rounds, yeah, once again, I anything don't can think happen. Michael Chandler can do and it. I, I think Chandler is probably a better wrestler than That's Poirier. very true. So, I mean, I think, I think realistically we're going to get – we're going to get a a lot of attempts for ground and pound from Chandler and Dan Hooker is going to do whatever Dan Hooker does. <laughs> yeah, Dan Hooker is going to go out there. And he's going to he's going to uh you know uh, pretty woman Chandler and again some sort of consensual relationship. Chandler going to buy him stuff. Hooker is going to go to a really high class, you know, clothing store. They're not going to want to sell him anything cuz he looks like a hooker. You know, it's it's really So for everyone who's made it this long, do me a favor and let me know how many times in this I've said Jesus Christ because of something Anthony has said. Because it's been a lot. But I think Dan Hooker is gonna stand there and he's gonna he's gonna try to trade shots and Chandler's gonna entertain it for the first round. Then once he kind of gets his bearings. Well, like, no, I think oh, Chandler's going to weather it. I belong here. Chandler's going to weather it. It's going to let go him tire out a bit. I think he'll play a more defensive game. I, I, I bet we'll see a couple of takedowns. Uh, but I think ultimately, I think Chandler takes it by, by uh, ground and pound stoppage. Yeah. See, I, I'm going to go with like, there's going to be a lot of ground game, Okay, but I can definitely go that way decision. too. I, I think that, I think the odds and, for a decision or, yeah. uh, Ground and pound stoppage, I think they're both pretty high up there. Although, I do think that there is a higher chance that it does go. For sure. I I, I agree with you. Yeah. And now for the the one that we've all been waiting for. McGregor! Hey, I hope that this is an actual – it's my season. This is going to be my season because I swear to God if McGregor comes in here, wins, and is gone for another fucking year, just stop coming back because we don't want to see you. I, mean, I get that, but other, other fighters found a that. way to fight? Well, for sure. Before we jump into the, into the fight, I'm just going to say, like, Ireland was, he was in like Ireland the whole locked time? down, oh, though. Yeah, island. he lives in Ireland. <laughs> uh, Ireland was shut down. Yeah. Uh, covid and then also Dana wasn't oh, well, really after playing he at leaked all. the DMs involving like, uh Diego like, Sanchez. Yeah, he wasn't really happy with McGregor. Yeah. Well, even during even during yeah. those DMs, he wasn't really like playing it. He was like Yeah, but that fight but doesn't make any, sense. And if anybody has earned a tune of McGregor, I think, I think definitely deserves one. Yeah, like I wouldn't even say that was his intention was a tune-up fight i think his intention was i just want to go in there i think he used diego as a name of i don't care who it is everybody knows fans and fighters like that diego sanchez like will take any fight he's very a company uh, he's he's a company man and they'll he's like a cowboy you know which sucked because i mean a lot of people thought cowboy was gonna I don't I don't think anybody thought that fight was going to go that way. I think everybody thought McGregor was going to win, but not that way. No, no one no one could have expected that yeah. fight. So if he did that to Cowboy, just imagine like what he was going to do to Sanchez. Seconds. Jeez. It would it would be brutal. It would argue, in the words of argue you going to send San- Sanchez back to the Christ god. So We've got Dustin Poirier versus Connor McGregor, a rematch that's I don't I'm six gonna be I'm gonna be one hundred percent honest with you. I think McGregor wins again. I honestly yeah. think I, I, I know Poirier is a much different fighter 100%. and know he's a very well rounded fighter, but same with when he went up against Kabib, I think people expected a lot more from him. Uh, and I understand Kabib and Connor are two I expected a drastically lot of different people. fighters. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I don't see Poirier winning this at all. So Connor was like, "Oh, don't expect it to go out of sixty seconds." I don't think that. I think it'll be a closer fight. But I mean, he's we're talking five rounder right? Knocking out Poirier. I think it goes to three rounds. Yeah. I think. I see, think I was going to get second round knockout. Uh, Poirier's uh, savvy enough now to to get further in. I, I, I think it honestly comes down to, uh, yeah to that third round where someone's got to dig deep. They haven't quite got that second win yet. <clears throat> and so someone's lagging. Uh, I do. Uh, okay. Sure. Listen, I know that I'm, I'm heavy on McGregor right here. I do honestly think though that Poirier does have a chance. That man is a beast. And I think that in the first, I think the first round first and second round are his chance. But also McGregor is a very first and second round fighter as well. So. See, I don't think the first and second round. I just don't think that, I think that McGregor allows him shot. to even get past three though. I don't think so either. Don't get me wrong. But if it does, that's where Poirier is going to shine. That because they're both bigger, they're both stronger, they're both mm-hmm. smarter than when they were at 145. but. You can't train yeah. your chin. McGregor has that accuracy that he's going to hit you again, and he's got that power. He's going to put you out. Yeah, I'm in a first-name face. Really? You're talking to directly to him right now. Dustin, Dustin Listen, Poirier. Real talk. I really am. <clears throat> Dustin Poirier, you are not listening to this because you are training for a fight. If you are listening to an uh, hour-and-a-half-long podcast, go <laughs> spar. I'm not going to lie. I am – <laughs> I am very much there for the upset, though. Normally, I wouldn't, because it's McGregor, and I think that deep down, nobody wants to see McGregor lose. No matter how much you hate him, he's kind of like the like the, the mixed martial arts poster boy, uh, even more than than K- than Khabib. But like, I am very I'm much sure. there for an upset as well. I think, I think Conor McGregor wins. It's great for, for the sure. UFC. Poirier wins. It's great for the UFC. I think either way, this this is a fight that's going to like really just bring in not only numbers to this fight, but even more eyes because Poirier has a really good track record. He may not be the most popular fighter, but the people who do like him, he's got a good like he's got a lot of Yeah, yeah. And he's he just is an I all around this. amazing dude from what we've just seen. Like he's got charities and stuff like that. And then McGregor <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, the good fight foundation. I think that uh shout I, out to I, that. I think McGregor takes it. I think it's going to be a great fight, but I don't think it goes past 3 rounds. I I, I agree with that. McGregor 100% takes it. The only difference I see is yeah, I, I think it's 2 rounds. That like the first round Conor is going to come forward and but he's gonna have to wait for Dustin to throw because how oh, good of a yeah. counter striker, dude. He's one of Connor the craziest counter strikers I've ever seen. It's yeah, it's, it's something magic. Like, the accuracy on his counter strikes are so bonkers. Like, even if you go back to the Aldo fight, the counter strike, Aldo threw one and McGregor, yeah, was like, he knew nah, he got that on the yeah, button, and besides. Aldo took that hit already, so he mm-hmm. knew that, like, okay, I'll take this hit. It's not going to be full power, because mm-hmm. he just got limped! Yep. And then, oh my how God. he beat Alvarez, Alvarez with counter-striking. Even stood a chance with bonkers. Then, then the rematch yep. with Diaz with the counter-striking, which is some of the, is yeah. one of the best fights I've ever seen, that I, I just don't see Poirier's boxing being enough to well, also, nullify Also, now Conor's with the threat of those shoulders, the like the oh the most fucking God. like the wildest attack I've ever seen anybody pull. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. That's you what you I'm say saying. Like, like McGregor. That. Like, you want to clench with McGregor? Okay. Well, don't put your head on that neck because he's gonna fucking rock you with shoulders. Right? And oh, you need your head so on that, that neck to advance position. Like, Gregor's time tool set is so like far and wide. It's just it doesn't make any sense. No. And good luck trying to get him to the ground. Like Poori has got a ground game, but good luck. I think I think Poirier's best bet is following down. what uh is doing what Khabib did. Wear him out, take him down, choke him out. Uh, yeah, I, don't I, think I mean, he can, yeah, he definitely is a can he? Uh, we obviously know Khabib is built different, yeah, and I hate saying that because I'm such a Dustin Poirier fan. I root for Dustin Poirier every time, except for this one. I picked him <laughs> to beat Khabib, yeah, I'm picking him, him to this lose this fight. <laughs> no but yep you got connor in the third i've got connor in the second either way if this fight card is mm-hmm. half as good as we all expect it to be we're in for an insane first pay per view okay. of the year and yeah. i'm here for it yeah it's it's like i mean to go oh, come off the max holloway fight uh, immediately hell even the uh the ufc fight island one yeah the that's a great fight. fight and like it's like three crazy Main events back to back to back. It's like how they normally do international fight week. Yeah, but it's in January instead of July and I'm here for it. Like I Mm -hmm. I love how all of this has played out. So we're we're in for a good week. I love you too, man. Anthony. Love you, buddy. I, I appreciate you having me on. And appreciate once again, I'm coming I am, on. I'm so happy and, and excited that uh, you're back on the horse. I think fighting words is something fucking special. And you obviously you you put a lot of love and care into it. And you can you can tell that from just every episode. So I I'm happy you're back on that saddle, kill, killing it and crushing it, kissing the lips. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh god. <laughs> I, I appreciate it,
0: man. <laughs> I uh I, I don't. You where find can me it, where at can dad Bob you? Plays, uh, basically everywhere. Just search Dadbot Plays, you'll find me. I've got a picture that says "I'm your dad." Yeah, uh, it says "I'm your dad." So if it oh, says God. if it's a picture of a guy looking crazy with the words "I'm your dad" very faintly, then that's me. And then Anthony, and I also have a podcast with our good friend George, Dad's Beards Nerds. Find that at Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast on Instagram, Dad's Beards Nerds on Twitter.
1: If oh you see God, a logo, it, that logo that looks, looks like, like a penis, penis. I just want to kiss it.
0: I... <laughs> <laughs> That's everything for now, guys. Thanks for listening. You can find the podcast at anchor.fm slash fighting words or on all podcast services. You know that drill. Follow Follow me on Twitter at words Pod or on Nightwing 593. And of course, you can support the podcast with a monthly donation of 99 cents 499 or 999 a month. You get producer credits in the show notes. Until next time, I'm Tommy and these are fighting words.